Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. Hello, everybody. My name is Danny Palumbo. With me is James Austin Johnson. Hello. And special guest, Carl Hess. Thank you so much for having me. And you are in the Macaroni Zone, the podcast that feels like perfectly cooked scrambled eggs. What does that mean to you, by the way? It means like just juicy enough to keep things sexy, but not too juicy. <laughs> you are used juicy wow, and sexy. Okay. I great. mean, well, look, well, am I wrong? No. Well, uh, for, for me, it's going to be a butter-heavy, soft scramble, yes. sort of porridge almost yes. Oh, consistency. Yes, exactly. I'm a soft scramble. With like, a crusty real bread. slow, yes. And a chopped chive. We're talking about... You need chives on top. We're talking about very French... Yes. I'm a very French. Danny, I don't know if I ever told you that one of the first acting classes I had in L.A., one of the only things I really remember from the class is the teacher, uh, the guy uh, leading the class basically was like, here's how you make perfect scrambled eggs. Bizarre. <laughs> That's <laughs> that like one of the only things. Why? It's that and, you know, smile because the person, that, the first person that you see in the building might be someone He's just filling time both, with... Both solid <laughs> advice. No, it's like, that's like a thing that almost any acting class that I've been in, they... I guess to fill time or so, but it's more it's more like an icebreaker to like yeah. To well, like how many acting everybody. how many acting tips are there? Like you run out at a certain point. Well, it's there, just I mean all including know, the scrambled eggs yeah. thing or without the scrambled without eggs the scrambled thing. eggs okay, thing. Five, the class is twenty five minutes long. <laughs> acting is like very it's very complex. It's very like I understand. You have to learn how to breathe yeah. first, Danny. Yeah. Okay? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you have to I learn know. how to breathe. You don't even know how to breathe right. Am so. I breathing wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen to the podcast. I'm just like, <sighs> like fuck. I am fucking up. Uh, I want to talk about scrambled eggs because uh, well, I've been texting you, James, about Marco Pierre White for a little while, and I've been like, watching some more Marco. Do, Pierre Do you know White. this guy? Have you seen him? Yeah. And then you sent me a video, <laughs> or no, I sent you one of uh, him making scrambled eggs, which I can only describe as informative and equally as terrifying. <laughs> yeah. He's got. I brought him up to Carl. Uh, he seems very intense. He seems intense. He's he talks like first of all he's pointing at the camera the whole time. Yeah, he is. So you're just kind of like, oh god, I want to back away from my laptop right now because he's like really yeah in your face. He is a very slow. What's he say? The opening of the video is crazy. He says, "I love simplicity. I love it when food makes sense." And I'm like, what? <laughs> what is it always? Is it usually bonkers, Marco? <laughs> uh, but then he like proceeds to like cook these eggs, and I would say the video is eight minutes long. It is six minutes of him slowly stirring eggs. I bet those eggs yeah. are fucking fantastic. Wait, I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah. There are some good, there's some good techniques in there. And I've seen a couple of videos now where, because the, the end all 
video for scrambled eggs. I b- does belong to Gordon Ramsay. I think it's the one that permeated like the zeitgeist the most. Okay. Like random people know it. I haven't watched this Gordon Ramsay perfect scrambled eggs video. Yeah, it's neither got, have I. It's got it's got. I and now know. I feel like I'm behind and I've missed something. Millions in the of scrambled years. eggs discourse. Am I behind on the discourse? You're behind on the discourse. Oh fuck. Car. Yeah. But it, it's slowly. Um, he does the same thing. He it, it's butter, uh, eggs salt and pepper later after mm. not before and he basically says the line that people say that like quote is like cook it like a risotto so on the heat yeah. off mm. the heat on the heat off the heat i've seen a couple videos now since that one mm-hmm. uh kind of take throw some shade at at gordon's technique right. jay kenji lopez all did where he was like some video he, he said something like because he was cooking eggs and he was like some people will tell you to salt it at the end, but that doesn't make sense. You want to salt it first because it breaks down the egg or whatever science. He's done the research. I, you can't dispute anything. You can't dispute says. him. He's done it. From what I'm going to guess, that you salt at the end because salt draws out liquid. You don't want to cook off the liquid necessarily in this big soft scramble. You want it to be a little loose, right? Well, uh, I think Kenji was saying to salt it first because it actually does help to break down the egg. You would think it would tighten it up. And it... It does that with meat, which is right, weird. Because it draws yeah. the moisture out of the muscle fibers of the meat. Yes. Right. Which is but why eggs are different. Which is why when you're making like a burger, mm. you don't first of all, you don't add anything. It's right. just supposed to be ground meat, but you don't add salt and form it into the patty. You just kind of salt it while Macaroni it's zone done. listeners, if you're making a burger, uh, don't even take it out of the package. <laughs> salt you right you, before you go on the grill. You do not even want to work that ground beef anymore. I do a sprinkle of panko the next day. By myself, with just on a just on a, just on a plain sh- a sheet pan, long after I've eaten the burger. That's all. <laughs> that's how. After. That's how I treat the burger. Don't even take it out Don't of the plastic packaging. You're gonna lift up the plastic packaging for a moment, dab it with a paper towel, put it back in. Never cook the burger. That's <laughs> this is my perfect. Do not make a burger. Do not even touch the meat. Don't you will you ruin the it. consistency he, of that uh, beautiful meat. In that Marco Pierre White video, he says. Uh, he says something like, leave the pan on the heat and make sure the heat is low. If you're taking the pan off the heat, he said something like, if you have to keep moving it, then you don't understand how to control right. heat. And I was like, that is direct shade thrown at Gordon yeah. because they have like a weird Yeah, they hate each other. Yeah. The, these, eggs, these egg videos are them like taking shots at each other. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. But it's not Gordon responding at all. It's just other people. Right. But I mean, you know, they have a whole... History like Marco was Gordon Ramsay before Gordon Ramsay. He yeah, was, he's kind of an older generation, and I don't know much about yeah. him, but he seems like he belongs yeah. to that generation of like sex, drugs, rock and roll, like kind a- of. anything goes. Like I'm a rock star chef. I, he was like the first celebrity chef who was like famously angry. I feel like okay. he was known for. He throwing was like people. the angry guy before Gordon Ramsay was the angry yeah. guy. He yeah. was the man with the biggest daddy issues right. in the '80s. They all yeah. have horrible. Mm-hmm. Right. That's Daddy what you issues. need to make good eggs, though. You need to channel that trauma you and rage right into the pan. Do baby. not repair your relationship with your father because you will <laughs> your not eggs be will able be soggy, to cook. They will be flaccid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was very intense. And then you sent me a video. It was a quote of Marco Pierre White on like Master Chef, and he was like Master Chef Australia. He was yeah. the he was like the Gordon Ramsay on a Master Chef Australia. And he said, "I didn't make." Gordon. Is he Australian? No, okay. he's he's French. He's British, British, I think. I have he's no British. Idea. Yeah. He's they British. all learned French cooking. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because it's one big circle jerk of white men 
Yeah, uh, sure. Who? Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, but his he, name is literally White. As, yeah, uh, he said that. That's true. He said, uh, 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 "I didn't make Gordon Ramsay cry. He chose to cry." I was like, oh God! <laughs> he chose to cry. Bad dad. That was his choice. His tears yes. got his cheeks wet, much like his eggs are wet and runny. <laughs> Damn, take it easy. Yeah, but very intense fella. Seems I didn't like make that. my wife leave me. My wife left me. That was her choice. <laughs> You're doing that a pretty was good. Her choice. You have the hand movements down too. He talks with his, his well. Hand the all modern day, see, there, 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 there's like prime Marco Pierre White, late right. 80s, now early 90s. Now we're in late era Marco Pierre White. Now we're in the late era, sort of MC the same Dubs. thing that happened. This and he had the same thing that happened to Bob Dylan. How Bob Dylan's voice became Tom Waits's voice at around 2004, <laughs> and so Marco Pierre White is like in the, in between Tom yeah. Waits and Alec Baldwin now when he's like, so he's he's barely audible. They they like the right. mi- it comes you know, from the, within. The power the, comes from low. Within. I don't yeah. know who's who's like recording these things. It's like Brian Wilson is yeah. recording these things yeah. or something. Like the mic position is it's very far away from the person. It's like this is a very experimental video, and he's just whispering very threateningly <laughs> into camera. Yes, like I who's behind the camera? James Bond. Tied to like a, <laughs> oh, a stainless steel platter. Whoever they are, they're scared. There's bomb. some sort Whoever of. Whoever it is is terrified. He uh, don't uh, ruin the eggs. Don't you dare ruin these eggs. <laughs> he said, uh, "This is the key." What else did he say? Oh, he he hired. I do respect him because he did quit everything to yeah. just like spend time on his okay. family. Respect. Uh, he had this great quote about like. And like you're trying to get Michelin stars and shit is like it seems like a huge rat race, and right. then you get them and you're and like, these were the old days when it was like you really had to play that game. When you had to play that it was game, pre-social media, you know, it was this was like pre like Jitlada being even able to. It was like when only right. white men exactly w- you had that cooking a temple French. of hot cuisine yes. and to get the stars. But he's such a psycho. He said he hired a guy only to cook toast at his restaurant. I was like, Marco, what? That's his. Own. And he, he didn't say he didn't say guy. He said chef. I was like, so you brought in a chef, and this guy was like, opportunity of a lifetime. Right. I'm the toast man. Crazy. The, yeah, it's a, the chef de pont uh, free. Uh, he's paid ninety thousand dollars a year. <laughs> you had to bring in a ringer. This is our guy. <laughs> yeah. This bread knife. I bet was that tempered. toast was. Spread knife was tempered in the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. <laughs> it's. I was watching a uh, uh, boiling point. You have. Have you seen it, James? It's no, like the. I was talking to Carl about this. It's like the, not the genesis, but like smack dab in in the middle of Gordon's fame in in the nineties. Uh, it's like ninety nine. Yeah. They make a documentary about him getting his third star. Oh, and I gotta watch this. Super dude. interesting. It's young Gordon. Such a good name for Is a doc he... too. Boiling point. Oh yeah. It was. It was <laughs> the like Gordon Ramsay story. It was, you can see people figuring out, like, okay, okay. angry chefs. This is going <laughs> okay, like to do this. well. They like the yelling. A hundred percent. And I was telling Carl, uh, you just see, I mean, he's bodying mm-hmm. teenagers in the kitchen, <laughs> like children. They're like between. Knocking the, through line cooks. He's like asking, linebacker. oh, like bowling, yeah, bowling pins. He At one point, there's some bald guy who's like maybe the major, uh, you know, the major D or whatever. And uh, uh, he's like yelling at him. He's like, "What are you doing back here?" And the guy bends over and he just slaps his bald head. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Those <laughs> days are over. Those he, days are. He grabs over. another guy by the collar. Oh wow! You can't like, do that shit anymore. No, you'll get no. you'll get canceled real quick. I had a chef uh, grab me by the collar. Really? Once. What did you do, Danny? I didn't do anything. Oh, okay. But I was I was a little shit. Ooh. 
I've told this story before. You got a little snippy with him, didn't you? I did something that he said that I couldn't do, and I did it right, mm. and it pissed him off. Okay. And he told me to go home, and I wouldn't go home. I was like, you're a sous chef, so unless the exec comes down here and tells oh, me. This, I'm not that's listening awesome. To I love this. This was yeah. like the day that you uh, you cooked pasta or something in like a too small a thing. Or he something. told me not to cook a... L- you can't cook pasta in that. He told, well, Watch he, me. It was angel hair, and he was like... Everyone overcooks it. This is box pasta. This is for the production kitchen of a casino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not fine <laughs> right, dining. Right, right. The stakes he, are low. He told me not to cook. got a handful cook. of gorilla. <laughs> it was like 30 pounds of angel hair. And he told me not to cook it in this big vat because everyone overcooks it. I was like, I'm going to shock it with ice after 15 seconds. It's going to be fine. And uh, he told me not to do it. And I did it. And uh, it was perfect. It was You dente. little was shit. Dente. And he told me to go home. And I didn't. And he grabbed me by the chef jacket. And uh, someone reported it to HR. What did he say when he grabbed you? Do you remember? Go. Home. He kept telling me to go home. No. He kept saying he didn't go have home. a witty line like Gordy. Yeah. Th- that's why he, he's no. never going to make it. Because <laughs> yeah. he puts two pieces of bread in between your head. Your brain is as limp as this pasta. You got to have something <laughs> snappy. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not. He's not Guy Fieri with the rhymes, yeah. but he's yeah. Guy good. Fieri just says everything's out of bounds. Like that's a, that's his go-to. He just he's, this this is out, first of all the flavor is out of bounds, and then you're just like boom. Done. Wow, interesting. Well, he says out of bounds. I don't know if I've it's a great descriptor. Bounds. Danny, what? the flavor of this angel hair is demonic. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Demonic. He'll yeah. say gangster a lot. Yeah, he'll say gangster. gangster. Maybe too much. Yeah. 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 He, he says. Uh, I like when he just like li- he just starts like listing what it is. Yeah, he does like, that. And this cheese is here. You're like, yeah. Thank he you completely guy. <laughs> he completely loses the thread when he's eating. Like, as yeah, soon as he right. takes a bite, it's like all of the Guy Fieri melts away. Right. And it's just these weird sentence fragments of like, <laughs> right. like this is like a guy who could barely talk about food. <laughs> Crust on the top. A little bit of black pepper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just starts listing ingredients. Uh, hit a salt. Hit a salt. little acid. You're like, yes, yeah. that's how things taste. Tanginous the aioli, aioli. I get the lemon thing. <laughs> it, I did see a funny God, thing. Digging like, the chocolate. Uh, people trying to figure out. Because he takes a bite and he's always pretty positive, and people are trying to figure out like when he really likes it and when he's clearly like playing oh, it up okay. for the camera. Because oh. not everything is great, obviously, but he does a good job. He to, does a good job of masking. Well, he's positive. Also, maybe he just has a pretty simple palate. He's like everything is good. Yeah. Weird palate to bring it all back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this show. Hates eggs. Does not like breakfast. Guy Fieri. Yeah, that, like he hates eggs. It's a has weird a show to me. about eggs are diners. Like my favorite food. It's I, like isn't John? How do you not like egg? Like what do you mean? Eggs are, can be yeah, anything. What the fuck you don't are like you eggs. What are you talking about? Jonathan Gold, same way, right? He I thought like Jonathan Gold either. famously. Didn't like, like didn't didn't like it. Maybe there was eggs. something like that. I, it's like eggs can be anything, though. It's like eggs are an ingredient. They're on their own. You can put a fried egg on top of anything. It's like, how do you not? You Mark might up. not like one type of eggs. You might not like runny eggs. You might not like the yolk, which is crazy because yeah. that's it's the like best saying, thing ever. But, it's like yeah. saying you don't yeah. like legumes or onions or yeah. something. Like, you're a baby. Change your yeah, diaper. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what are you talking what about? What are you talking about? But these are people at the height of their field. Which is weird. Yeah, I know. Guy weird Fieri has his own... I said his field as if you go to college to be a Guy Fieri or something. <laughs> you probably can yeah. now. I mean, I majored in out of bounds studies. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's got to be like a University of Arkansas focus on <laughs> right. being a frosted tip. They'll probably yeah. start one in like Santa Rosa. It'll be like the Guy Fieri school. Of this like is something they teach in cooking Flavor school. Flavortown University. It's just pictures of dishes and it's like gangster or not gangster. I went to Flavortown <laughs> U. I think I know what's gangster. Okay, I, I, I graduated top of my class, Flavortown <laughs> U. I think I know when I taste a gangster sandwich. It is a skill, though, just hearing you do it, uh-huh. where it's like, and you see everybody do this, not just people yeah. on the Food Network, but like, you know, uh, people that went viral that are getting like TV shows now. Yeah. 
Um, it, it's they take a bite of something, yeah, and then you literally just have to say the things that That's went in the, your mouth. Yeah. You have to say the things. I'm getting the bread, the salami, the right. cheese, and nice like, toast on the meringue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. You got to you got to say yeah. it. People yeah. want to hear it. The cr- uh, uh, crust on the bottom is nice and dry. Mm-hmm. You got counterpoint to the creaminess of. Everything on top. The way you do it is like you're choking. <laughs> yeah, and like you. Need, well, you're saying it you through a mouthful help. of food. For so sure, it's, a, it's an art form, you know. It's the same. It's the same rhythm that a man dying in like a trench in a World War One movie <laughs> with, a, with a sucking chest wound. Exactly. Tell yeah. my wife. Yeah, I, I love her. I tell, love her. Tell my son that the farm <laughs> is rigged to explode. <laughs> you know, a larger point I want to bring up real quick is so these are just some things I noticed. <clears throat> this is maybe the pilot of the first two episodes. Gordon getting extremely upset about and they don't have anything to do with food one was <coughs> one was deep rage i mean listen this is this is okay so all of these men are broken yes because of the michelin guide i'm convinced of that like yeah. this whole thing right. and how it started and people trying to a- a- achieve this unattainable level uh quite frankly weird pure vision of it's what food should nuts. dining should be so he's yelling at this guy uh, one of his waiters for having a blue Band-Aid, which does look silly. If you saw a guy in a tux and he's got yeah. like a fucking yeah. polka dot Band-Aid, you'd yeah. be like, what the fuck? Yeah, get a flesh tone. A hundred percent. So he, he, But he screams at this guy uh-huh. uh, for that. He yells at another guy. It, this is something that they tell you not to do if you work in any restaurant, but like they, if someone can see you taking a drink of water, right. bad news. Which no, you know no customers can see you Here, taking a drink of water. Here's the thing, though. Now this was this was a different era, but now every cool restaurant is an open kitchen, and it's yes. like the chefs have to drink water. It's like well, yeah, it's, it's silly to me. Even even with their because the one thing they you tell can you, see them the whole time. They have nowhere to go. Like a health inspector comes in, no open containers. There's got to right. be a lid well, on. Yeah. There's got to be a lid on anything, and it's got to be underneath. But yeah. the fact that someone in the dining room, it was like as the swinging doors yeah. were open, saw somebody. I think he through fu- the door. He fucking fired a guy ah, for it. See, that's, and that's, also, that's too much. Also, that's too much. Also, in the pilot episode, this is the opening night of his uh, like new restaurant that eventually wins three Michelin stars. The fucking vent hoods went out, and so they're taking a temperature, and they're like, "It's 130 degrees in here." Jesus. And Gordon was like, "Of all nights for this to happen, right? Yeah. They couldn't fix the vent hoods." And so it was 130. No. And then he fired a guy that night. No. God damn it. That's for drinking water. That's, drinking that's water. Too much. Uh, <laughs> that's and too then, much. And then another one was, uh, you know, when he goes, come here, you. Yeah. He always says you. Come here, you. Yeah, 100%. Because uh, there was a thumbprint on, like, he could barely see a thumbprint yeah. on one of the dishes, which I understand. But also, I am so glad that this michelin shit has evolved from this to like we're giving some stars now to like yeah jitlata or it, it's, like it's power base has been like decentralized and it's yeah. like you know yeah. th- there's a whole new era of it's not we're not beholden to this fucking tire yeah. guide to fucking tell us what's good <laughs> tire yeah, guide. It's, it's like uh the olympics or something maybe it's a thing right. it's a thing that humanity has evolved past the right. need for it's like we do not need we don't need it we don't need no. this kind of carrot at the end of the stick like we don't really need to be at this point because it i mean should just be fun well look to it is cool though circles. when you sit and carl can attest to this when you sit down at one of these places where it is and it's just exuberance and decadence, and it costs a lot of money. And they, and they, everything hits the table at the same time. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah. well, you know what? I am a king, and I do deserve this. <laughs> I'm glad it's here. I also think it's important for like, there's dudes who work really hard, and obviously, being a chef, having restaurants, so yeah. difficult to do anyway. Once they get that star and the recognition, more rich people start going to the restaurant. So it can like make yeah. a restaurant and 
obviously that leads to the whole staff having livable wages, you know, so it's like, it can be a positive. It's like, obviously the whole system and its orthodoxy is very silly, but like a a star can make someone's life, you know, it can make a career. It it makes your career. Yeah. Like, so, you know, there is something to be said for the recognition of the hard work. I think the hard thing to like, uh, rationalize is like you know yes lots of rich people go to these places right. and it's it, it was, becomes a, a destination on the global restaurant right. trail and in New York too like the places that famously got stars in New York I mean that was like ground zero for like shady deals and like oh, you yeah. know mm. fucking all kind of uh, corporate abuse can sure. we go can we go around in a circle and say the last uh, Michelin rated place we ate at I don't remember? think I've ever been to like a place that has like like fully two stars i mean now they do like the bib gourmand where it's like michelin's like oh this place is good they don't give it a star like there's a lot of places in la that have that i don't know if i've ever actually been to like a two michelin star restaurant i've been to one what is it like what has two michelin's like french laundry is that three i don't even know i mean probably not now french laundry has two i would bet they have two i would i've never been to french laundry never been to chez panisse friend of mine uh he's a great chef good ass dude uh, he was the chef de cuisine at this place in Chicago called L2O. And the head chef there ended up leaving, getting three stars, and then going to do a bunch of crazy competition shit in like France. Um, but we knew him, and we went. And I, I mean, the bill split. I mean, I paid personally, I think, like $600 for like a once-in-a-lifetime I don't think I've ever paid experience. that much for, for and, uh, no, no, it no. was It was like 19 courses, and he added a bunch of shit. And we got like discount on wine. Every single dish was yeah. paired with wine. Now some of these things were like, you know, that's why it cost so much. Oh, dude, we were there for three and a half hours. Yeah, I'll never forget this meal. I left. It was in Chicago. I was visiting. It was one of the best times of my life. I was just in Mexico City and went to Puyol. I don't know if they have a Michelin star. <laughs> it's like you know one of the nicest. They're putting yeah. down the plates at the same time. Every- yes, and it's like. Puyol was very good, but like there were other restaurants that were less expensive and the food was better. Like obviously, it's like a certain type of service. It's like yeah. the plates hit the yeah. table and it's like yeah. ve- everything's immaculate. And they're like, "Would you like to retire to the garden for dessert and digestifs?" And you're like, "Yes, I would." <laughs> and it's like obviously it's very nice. We had like a three and a half hour lunch and it was right. expensive and the food was fucking great. Right. But it so I was like, like, I'd rather go to like some loud buzzy bistro and like get drunk on yeah. natural wine. And, I like, understand. You right. know, I, it's it's fun to have the experience, but, when but you're there, that doesn't do it for me. That, see, when I'm there, my ego takes over and i'm oh, like I i'm a it. fancy I'm not, boy i'm and, not saying i don't like yeah. it but I, that doesn't like scratch the itch like yeah, going I to a fu- going to like bestia and it's just being like a party sure. and the food's awesome and the music's fucking loud and you're like yeah yes. oh you're all about the orgy you're about you're about pleasure what what else no, is food about? you're about the food orgy yeah. and i'm about like i'm a prince and i want to eat like you know royalty <laughs> oh, yeah. when i go out for a, a thing like that james when was the last michelin starred restaurant you've been to went to osteria moza with uh my my in-laws Great and my wife uh, right. last that has week. one star it has one star. Okay. I, Great that, restaurant. Was, that was the first time I've ever walked in a restaurant and seen the Michelin plaque. Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This yeah. is a Michelin, Michelin rated place. I didn't know how many stars. Yeah, it's check. good. But uh, I know that I've been to other ones before in various places, but uh, yeah. Mo- Moza was incredible. I've been there once before. I had some rabbit thing. I don't remember. It's all seasonal, so it's whatever. But uh, the. Uh, the the presentation of the Caesar is still it just it's stands, what do they do? stands in my brain tableside no it's it's uh, crostini with uh, uh, sliced soft boiled eggs anchovies and uh, I'm trying to remember what else was on it was it crostini it was a crostini so it's a crostini that sounds awesome with with uh, romaine hearts on the side that are all dressed in like 
the most delicious, like cold. So it's like a hands-on salad. Parmesan. Like the idea, I guess, is that either you get one for yourself. It was the best thing we ate all night, probably. It wow. Was, it was like this little appetizer, but for some reason, I had never seen a Caesar. I mean, those flavors are. So that's one of my favorite combinations of flavors. It. It's just it so a classic. Much. The ingredients of a Caesar. Yeah. And yeah. so just to have them all really, the the best, each individual component be the best version of that component possible. Yeah. And you just get like a big mouthful of it's like very Italian anchovy cooking. eggs and bread. And I had the best, there was this restaurant, probably the best restaurant I went, went to in Mexico City. It's called Ellie's. And they had, it was a grilled wedge of cabbage. Yeah. Perfectly grilled, dressed with Caesar, but it was like Ooh. the best freshest Caesar dressing, Ooh. like the best like pecorino romano. On I tell top. you what, like it was just so fucking. You got in the cat. The cabbage wasn't too funky no, to stand out. I love the cabbage, so it was like this is the perfect I guess salad. When you grill it, no. it robs it a little yep. bit of. Also, some funk. this is a food trend I'm fully on board with. I don't know if it's a trend or what, but more chefs are definitely doing it. Grilled cabbage, like, yes, the world is doing. Or just grilled lettuce. Work. Also, yeah. the, the wedge cabbage is back, is baby. So good, the wedge is back. I've the always loved back. the wedge. I've the wedge is, I love the a wedge. wedge. Yeah. Found oyster in Los Angeles. The wedge is fucking. The wedge is the wedge. The wedge aesthetically is weird to me because it's like, <laughs> yeah. how how about you get a steak knife no, and but dive like, into this thing? It's that's like a salad not you can dig into. You it's know? a salad you eat like a steak. And <laughs> you're think, like, okay. I think the idea is that all of the shit they put on top gradually falls into all of the yeah. little folds. Yeah. Plus, it's like a steakhouse thing. So it's like. You know, you, well, you get your wedge and then you get your steak, so you're warming up with your knife. Continent, continental dining is making a little bit of a resurgence. <laughs> right. right? It, All these old school wedge things. Wedge salads mm -hmm. and fucking, you know. Is, a, is the wedge salad, I, I guess everything at a steakhouse, since this is from a very firm place in, like, uh, American culture, is the wedge salad aimed for men to order? Is it the man's right, salad? Right, is it the manly salad? Oh. It might is be. it the man's salad? It might be. Yeah. Because it had the whole yes. thing of, like, get the knife and crank right. it down and take it and take all of the, the blue cheese and the bacon and the tomatoes yeah. and you lay Give them. Give me a salad, but something that fucks. Yeah, it's like you're supposed to lay it all, <laughs> lay it down on your marriage bed <laughs> and tell her who's daddy. It has this very, like, it's trying to appeal to this. Uh, it's Take a head of lettuce and cut that shit in half. <laughs> oafish, Throw it on a plate. This oafish Don Draper type of character. It's like splitting a piece of wood with an axe. Yeah. That's, yeah. Hey, it worked because I fucking love it. I do like those flavors a great deal. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Very confused when he saw a regular salad. But put a, put a steak knife in front of him. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. how you get the Neanderthal to eat. But I don't know how you Nancy Silverton the wedge salad. It's not like a Caesar oh. where you can do it in a different presentation and deconstruct it. That's and it's true. Mind blowing. You kind of just have oh. to stick with the yeah. the, the classic. How form. do you elevate a wedge salad? <laughs> just I mean, make it really good. Take like the, like what I just like, said with the cabbage. Uh, that, grill, grill the cabbage. Yeah. No, no, no. That and also, I mean, what you said was you had the best, the best of each ingredient. Right. Everything's yeah. okay, perfect. Okay. So take, instead of blue cheese, fucking Roquefort or something. Yeah. You know, take like the right. best, the best classic, the heirloom, heirloom tomatoes. <sighs> Probably grilled fucking yeah. lettuce is like like super. uh like what what kind what would you do for the bacon component like a like a little a pancetta a guanciale maybe a guanciale. guanciale or depending on where you are maybe some sort of like wild boar a speck mm. perhaps speck? some feral hog sure cured mm. in a garage yeah. the, <laughs> this came from a garage <laughs> heirloom tomato salad kind of thing Ooh, along the edge yes yeah yeah. 
Yeah, I was. Uh, have we talked about this before? How you just don't see conjunctions anymore in menus? What do you mean? Because I would see yes. them even watching. Oh, just commas. It's the minimalist thing, right? Nobody's like tomatoes and lettuce and <laughs> cheese, and it's like a child. It sounds like describing a child describing food to you. But now and you then it had it. the sauce and the dressing and the cheese. <laughs> is that is that is that the Guy Fieri but, influence? Is it like I'm getting parsley? I think, I think it's the opposite. Fre- mint oh, leaves. Wow. Swiss cheese. <laughs> right, right. Just listing. Here's why I bring it up. I'm seeing friends now, and we all and we all do this. I do it, and I'm just like, am I pretentious? Instagram story, what you ate? It's like mm. oatmeal, berries, mint. Oh, you I know hate, what I mean? I it's like that. maybe a period after right. each one, 100%. like it's on a very stylish menu. Hundred percent. I think it's like minimalism became a thing, but now, like you were talking about, all these continental dishes coming back. I think maximalism broke shit is coming back because we did the stripped down industrial farm to table thing for so long that the yeah. next kind of thing is like seafood towers are back fucking baked yes. alaska's back yep. the wedge salad is back like shit that's fun and maybe a little old school but reinvented yeah. but over the top and not taking yourself too seriously well, if you put them in the hands of people that aren't like anglo you're gonna have so many different fun things like they should come back and like be like right you know what i'm saying yeah I, w- I want oysters rockefeller even... I, I had oysters rockefeller the other day it's right. fucking delicious this is weird. It's like you would think that during the Trump era, we would have had all that maximalist drama to like menus and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. if but if we're having all of this happening with the rise of the economy back again during this Biden shit, because Biden is like somebody who I do not imagine eats uh, any kind of expensive meals. No. Really, I don't think he really does. What does he's okay. just a mush? He eats just a yeah, gruel. I'm pretty sure right. they just feed him okay. a gruel. Give me. Well, give that to me. Give that to the listeners. Give me a Bi- give me a Biden meal. Give, give Biden trying to order. Joe Biden hey. describing his perfect meal. Hey Instagram, thanks for tuning into my Instagram today. Walk you through what, what Joe eats in a regular day. Start today. Start today off bite sized frost mini wheats. <laughs> well, about almond. I'm switch switch to almond milk because I got sneezy with the regular milk. So the almond, I don't know. They get it out of nuts. And I'm moving on turkey sandwich. Turkey sandwich is a uh, nice white bread. Dave's, Dave's, killer Dave. <laughs> he used to be convict, but he made his life better. It makes a white done right. Dave's killer bread. A little bit of mayonnaise. Uh, Oscar Mayer turkey. And we're moving, uh, don't want a really heavy dinner. Hard work. Work for American people. Get jobs back. Get America back on track. So I go to Amtrak, back to Delaware. You go to the s- sandwich bar again. Just ask for a turkey sandwich. Nothing on it. Just the turkey <laughs> with the bread. That's dinner. The bake bake lays with the salt and vinegar chip, and if I'm lucky, maybe a ding dong. It's just that a series have. of turkey sandwiches. That for, seems so accurate for Joe Biden. 9 p.m. Black coffee. <laughs> I stay up late enough to watch Kimmel for a minute. Uh, maybe a BM a stone. I like Emma Stone. Black coffee runs out around 11 p.m. Conk out. <laughs> I love the idea that he hates ice cream, but they make him do it for the camera. Yeah. He's like, again? Joe, the people like it. Put on yeah. the aviators. <laughs> Fucking lick the cone. All right, everybody, it's time for Fake Food, Real Food, the part of the show where we review some fake food devoid of nutrients, and then real food that honestly might also be devoid of nutrients, but uh, tastes better 
tastes good. Uh, I'm reaching into my uh, briefcase here to pull out some Gardettos. Oh, man, I hate Gardettos so much. I know much. you do. Okay, um, the, the rye crisps are so divisive because when I saw Gardettos release all rye crisps, well, I was very excited, but then some people are like, that's the worst part of the mix. Release- Carl, it has nothing to do with flavor or even the ingredients. What does it have to do with that? Um, the flavor and the ingredients. Wait, are you anti-Rye Crisp or pro-Rye Crisp? Because Rye Crisp are my favorite part of the whole equation. I think from, listen, there's a reason that they came out with only Rye Crisp. It's because the people, public demanded it. People love it. Yeah. I like the idea behind everything in here. I don't think mix. I don't think Gardetto's is the company to do this. I you don't, don't think Gardetto's don't think they synonymous well. with Rye Crisp should be doing all Rye Crisp mix? I mean, yeah, they can do all Rye Crisp. I'm going to take a bite of just the Rye okay. Crisp. This is... This is General Mills. G- give me a Guy Fieri doing the rye. <laughs> I don't do Guy Fieri. That I'm getting well. the rye. I'm, I'm getting. First of all, the flavor's gangster. First of all, the flavor's gangster. I'm getting, getting the rye. I'm getting the crisp. Getting salt. Getting brown. <laughs> I'm getting brown. Getting the nice. You get the brown. That's why it's good. It tastes brown. <laughs> nice, nice starchy crunch all around. Good bite. <laughs> good bite. Lingers on the palate just a little bit mm-hmm. before refreshing. There are certain foods that are marketed as being old timey. And it works. And this is one. I mean, the cover of Gardetto's is like a guy in a fucking tank top. Dude, everything else is just pretzels in different forms. It's like the the rye crisp is the only thing that's making it distinctive. It was invented by Judy Gardetto. Shout out to Judy. I believe believe her name was Judy. From Wizard of Oz? Janice or something. Yeah. I guess like, you know, back in the kitchen, taking leftover breadsticks, the ends or like baguettes or whatever. And like you can see that happening in a deli too, by the way. Oh yeah, just like you ends, know, cutting ends and er, dry oregano. Is, but Carl, did you did you have any of this yet? Yeah, I just and had it, a rye crisp, okay. and it's fucking delicious. No, have I need you need to get one of each thing in a in a handful in a, in a bite in a bite. Okay, because this is the driest fucking shit. I don't okay, know how to listen. I, I don't know how to describe it's it. All pretzels. Chex mix bold. Figures it out. Utz Pub Mix somehow does it really great. But Gardetto's are like, it just becomes this like white. The, the, the puff ones are just filler. It's like the pretzels are fine. The pretzel sticks are fine. But then the other thing is like, that's just filler. It's like, I, feel like I I'm want eating the right packing crisp. foam. I'll tell you exactly what this Those is. Those are packing peanuts. I'll tell you exactly what this is. It doesn't belong here in this setting in the middle of the day. Of course, at a bar. That's a bar snack. Oh, that yeah. is, that oh, is yeah. like served in like a clean ashtray. Sure. You're like, is that an ashtray or yeah, a bowl? And right. they bring it to and you. And they're like, doesn't matter. Right. I'm going to eat it anyway. It doesn't matter. There's a bar in Austin, one of my favorite bars. It's like a pool hall. It's called a Grand. And uh, they have a vending machine in the back. I would get loaded at this place a lot. Jeep Beer, Shiners, Lone Star, Shiner Buck. And uh, it, in the vending machine, always Gardettos. They also served, and I believe I mentioned this before. A DiGiorno pizza. No menu. Nothing that says... Out of the vending machine? <clears throat> no. Oh. Back of the kitchen. I love that. They had a convection oven. Just like the least amount of effort. You hungry? Yeah. We got DiGiorno. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I was like, you Dude, guys... if you're, dr- you're five shiners pay, deep, I would love a DiGiorno. Uh, I would pay $20 for a California pizza kitchen frozen <laughs> in pizza. A, in a bar. <laughs> to just be brought to my table. I, I would, would pay love that. 20 bucks for that. I, if I'm drunk, I would. If I'm drunk. They should, bars should have more. Every uh, bar should have at least something. It's a free thing. Yeah. I don't care if peanuts, it's... Peanuts, popcorn. Mm, peanuts out of the shell, chips. maybe. No, I love shelling peanuts. In the Gold Room in Echo no. Park, you just get a whole fucking bucket of peanuts. You could throw them on the ground because the it's, peanuts it's are everywhere. It's a nightmare. That's fun. It's a nightmare for the staff. 
They don't clean it up. You just leave it on the floor. There's sawdust and there's All peanut right. shells. It creates a layer that's very cushy and very comfortable. Stepping around, crunching, like <laughs> walking around woodlands. There's a bar in Highland Park, but offbeat. It's kind of a drag bar. Yeah. Uh, they have a popcorn machine. I think that that's is the great. best application. That is. You're right. Everyone you're right. can go individually yeah. up to a machine that yep. has like kind of... As sanitary process to it, right. you have a scooper thing. It's old. You tiny. have a. You have your That's own right. individual bag. You get rid of the trash yourself. Right. No dishes. It no feels nothing. like a carnival atmosphere. You can overserve yourself if you want to. You can underserve mm-hmm. yourself if you don't actually want that much stuff. You know what I mean? It's, what about uh, a chocolate fountain? That's too gold, much. Not, gold, not in a place a, with alcohol. A, not <laughs> in a place with alcohol, baby. Yes, at a classy party. Yes. I'm you know, trying to think of other Riff Raff's wedding or yeah, something. Right. Like, a ranch <laughs> fountain. <laughs> Who wants I'm trying to some think of Houston <laughs> rappers. I'm trying to think of other um, God. I would run a great no, bar. El Prado Bar has a old timey uh, rotary hot dog machine. Okay. But they have like like good quality hot dog, you know, like nice hot dogs you'd get at like Whole Foods or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's the best thing about Waltz. Waltz is one of my favorite. Right, bars they have hot dogs too. They have natural wine, veggie dogs, and hot dogs, and it's those are good hot dogs. Really hot dog good. is a great bar food. When that you're drunk and you're just perfect. like, you get a hot dog with the ketchup and the mustard, maybe relish, maybe mayo. That's I mean that's yeah. hitting all the spots. Mm-hmm. A dive bar with a good kitchen is hard to find. Yeah, it's there was true. there was one in Pittsburgh called the Blue Dust. And it was right next to some train tracks. Classic. You would just be hammered. Right. Be the like, blue dust I, is what gives you cancer from the trains. Don't want to walk onto the train tracks. Yeah, I used to text my friends, be like, "You guys trying to get dusted tonight?" That was the slang. Yeah, that's thing. that's the coal dust coming off but, the boxcars. Uh, yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Coal miners long. And uh, I figured out very late because it was like a shotgun style place. But I was like, "There's a kitchen here." And then I was like, "Y'all do halushki on Tuesdays they, because they make homemade pierogies." And then they take what's the halushki? Eggs. I know, yeah, I know Halush- pierogies as you know. Halushki is like uh, it's just uh, boiled dough and like cabbage and onions. And that shit. sounds great. And uh, but you sauté it all together with like butter and, and boiled uh, dough. So it's like dumplings. Yeah, but but not so, filled so, with anything. So like it's basically like pasta, chicken and dumplings. Pasta is what I mean. dough. Yeah. Kind, yes. Yeah, that kind, kind of, of but it's, the it's, non-filled that, kind. Yeah, that it's, kind of. Thought. It's like longer. It's okay. not, you know, like when you take the ends, there's a Italian word for it. It's escaping me. But like, you know, uh, if you're like making ravioli and, mm-hmm. you know, you got the fucking sheet with a bunch of holes in it. Oh, okay. You take that and like just cut like oblong ends. It's like and the Gardetto's mix of the, uh, of the, the gar- dumping world. 100%. You take the off cutting and you fucking yeah. boil it. I just love a bar also where you can easily stumble outside and get hit by a train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it makes, it, it makes things night. a little more interesting. Yeah. Um, but I like Gardetto's. I think it's a good bar food only. I'm going to have to take this bag home and mm-hmm. decide what to do with it. Uh, Compost. <laughs> I'm just, I just, Utz Pup Mix and... Yeah. You're not eating any more of that. Utz, no. Utz Maybe Pup the rye crisps. Utz Pup Mix it. and Chef's uh, Chex Mix Bold stand on their own. You wow. don't need a beer to enjoy them. I think that okay. that kind of snack should be enjoyable by itself. It should okay. be something right. that when you come you to the bar to and you see it, you have a positive memory of it outside of that bar. If I saw a thing of, of an ashtray full of just rye crisps when I sat down at the bar, I'd be fucking pumped. I'm big I'd on like, serving things. Kind of I'm big on serving things in a clean ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at a bar. Yeah. Uh, just Cocktail to put that peanuts. seed. Just to put that seed in someone's head. Uh, oh. I also like the kind of you know I don't know it's. The dry, it's got dry. a picture of an old Italian photograph on the cover. You know, uh-huh. it's family. A hundred percent, and it's got it's got dry Italian. You know, it's onion this powder. Italian family can do better than this thing. <laughs> That's what disappoints okay. me. That's fucked the up. Czechs family has you beat, Gardet, Joyce Gardetto. You're gonna let Theodore Czechs beat <laughs> your Chex family. Comes into the crisp game swinging. Holy shit, Teddy! I I love thinking about uh, food. 
Food errors. Aliases. I'm a checks error. You're Teddy Checks. I'm a. I'm a. I like calling myself uh, Pecorino Marino. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a good one. Teddy Checks is good. Hey, you know that guy Teddy Checks? Yeah, he makes a hell of a crisp. That's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. You talk to Teddy Checks. James, I don't know what you are, but you might have a little bit of a southern twang to yours. Oh, yeah. Uh, But also still kind of mob. Joe Pimento. Joe Pimento is pretty good. Davy Gravy. <laughs> Davy Gravy's oh, good. Oh, so you just got back from Davy Gravy's place. Hey, he makes a pretty good gravy. How's his dog? I killed it. <laughs> like, why would you ask me that if you killed it? Uh, you know, that's what we're, we're going to do when we have guests on. We're going to give him a food alias. Food like alias, yeah. Teddy, Teddy Checks. Teddy Checks. Uh, all right, hey, <laughs> time for real food. Uh, I want to make this quick because I got some good, good topics later. Um well, I was going to talk about Moza, but you did that. Yeah, I it. talked about my little crostini. I also had a little. I had to get the orichette. I don't know why that was the pasta that I love uh, orichette. I think that's that's close to. I mean, that's top three pastas top for me. Three easy, easy. It's like a perfect it's, shape. Yeah. It, what it what it takes me back to. It has a nostalgic thing to it because it looks like the the shells in the Velveeta. Yeah, box. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a classy. It is both tra- traditional version. and American yeah. and sort of. Like fine dining, pleasing it, to it the eye, crosses. and holds the sauce very well. And it means little ears. How adorable! Oh, I love oh, yeah. it. What a and good day. The uh, the the pasta the the sauce was like uh, brown butter with Oof. like little sausage bits and Oof. Swiss chard. It was it was very brown. It was very kind of uh, monochromatic when you ate it, but it was yeah. it was like. Um, very, that very delicious. So and you then, can really taste the brown. <laughs> you can taste right. the You know brown. I want to taste that brown. <laughs> I wanted something buttery, brown, kind of like dark spices kind of thing. And then uh, my mother-in-law got um, uh, the gnocchi with like a duck ragu, Ooh. and the gnocchi were Fire. amazing. Uh, again, top, one of the top pasta for me. Got to be top five. Gnocchi. Easy. I don't have it a lot. It's, it's I don't have it a lot. Bucatini, Orchetti, and Gnocchi are in my top five for sure. Bu- Bucatini's good store-bought. Is Gnocchi a, a uh, pasta? Can we call that a pasta? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's technically yeah. probably a dumpling, but it's like a pasta dumpling. Is That's gnocchi- why it's so good. Is Gnocchi a pasta? Come on, bitch. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's potato. You know, right. it's not a uh, it's not you, oh, you, oh, it's, you it's a pasta would be dumpling. Like, this is something like the takeout would want me to write, and I'm right. like, now pass. Is it a dumpling? want to weigh in on this? Yeah. Is it a dumpling or a pasta? Like, I'm actually writing about the snack wars between Joyce Gardetto and Teddy Checks right now. I'm deep into this story, okay? I don't have time for this. I love, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very nonsensical stuff. We went to uh, uh, Perilla. Uh, I got, I got, I picked up the takeout for them. Uh, it is another pop-up sort of to-go only place that came. Uh, it's it's in Echo Park. It was where Button Mash was. Uh, oh, okay. No R.I.P. Long, no longer in biz, but this is a Banchan to-go restaurant. Really? We had, it's only Banchan. Well, mostly yeah, Banchan. It's mostly Banchan. So you get like a bunch. I probably spent 50 bucks and uh, I got six different things. Uh, All cold, t- great for summer. Yeah, dude. Um, ginger ginger soy braised yam. Th- that that, that was yam was fire. Very good. Uh, smoked egg. The Would egg you was describe s- that, dude. That all was right. Like- so it came in like a deli cup, like a quarter quart, and yeah. it was like in liquid. So it's three eggs submerged in liquid. I was like, oh, is this like a century egg? Is it fermented? Yeah. Then you take it out. It's it's brown from the like it's like a kind of like a soy sauce. Yeah. Oh, like a soy. But egg, it's like yeah. smoked. So like yes. the the, the yolk perfectly jammy. And like you really got that smoke flavor. I was like Guy Fieri. I was like, I'm getting the smoke. Yeah. I'm getting the smoke. <laughs> I'm getting the egg. I'm getting the yolk. Right. It was really good. I mean, I love a jammy egg. So that was right in my That mind. egg was fire. Um, and then they also did uh, uh, cabbage with per- perilla leaf. Perilla is like 
anise flavor. Yeah, it's like a right? shiso, but it has an anise. It's in the mint family, I believe. Yeah, Interesting. Okay. Um, but cold cabbage and that, I thought that was really good. I love good. cold cabbage. Garlic summer squash, soy, and then uh, meji tofu with goshuang meat sauce, which was good. That was really that was good. Like, I, and I normally am hesitant about, I just like, I like tofu to be like, you see this a lot in Ethiopian cuisine, but the, they'll like dry it out well and then kind of reconstitute it in like a curry like in whipped. a flavorful liquid. You know what? This sold me on that because I'm normally like, you know, if you get like tofu, like Americans have no idea what to right. do with the tofu. We've all had bad grill stiff it? tofu. Do we grill it like right. a hot Is dog? Is it meat? Yeah. yeah. But this place, you're right. It was like silky. Yeah. And then there was a meat sauce on it, which you're like, well, that kind of, what's the point of having tofu? But <laughs> I kind of like that. Though. It was so good. Yeah. And it was okay. it was the Goshuang flavor. Tofu and doesn't then, have to be boring. Best thing I had there, I thought, was the fucking bulgog. I could eat that all day. They did a spicy bulgogi. Those noodles were really interesting. They were like textured. Right. They okay. So this is what it was like. These noodles were like imagine like a fettuccine yeah, imprinted. Yeah. It was like you're reading Braille. Yes. You're like, wow. You could run your finger on it and feel the imprint. And it was like I don't know how they have to have some sort of machine. A that roller like, or a... yeah, for sure. What with the with the restaurant name on it or something? What what was imprinted? No, it was on like it? dots. Yeah, it was, it was just was... like textured. Like they had like rolled over it like a sheet of pasta and then like cut yeah. it into strips. Was that I completely s- ornamental or is that it? Kind of for... held the sauce though because it's like yep, it gives yeah. all these like okay, more so surface it's trying area. to do a pasta thing with R- it. Yeah. R- I never really seen that before i haven't i haven't maybe that's i mean a you Korean see thing. like you see pasta stamps you can buy sure, these yeah. things that like you stamp little i need to buy one actually yeah that like, bulgogi was fucking delicious yeah really good i mean and, and I, cold uh, it was like yeah. it was a hot day cold bulgogi and noodles i was like yeah i'm refreshed by awesome. this bulgogi i nice hope tall glass of bulgogi i hope they find a spot in like a brick and mortar yeah or they just keep we just keep doing this pop-up thing and i'm more than fucking happy i mean pre-covid there were so many pop-ups but obviously it didn't revolve around like a takeout model because it was about like having a pop-up having a party Mm. obviously covid everything pivoted to like people selling shit out of their houses garages restaurants wherever so hopefully we go back to like kind of mid-ground where people are back to having live events because everyone wants that but also We've seen all these places like Little Fish. I'm sure you've talked about yeah. you know, like yeah, rise did. out of people's homes. Some have pivoted to brick and mortar. Some are just thriving on their own, doing te- you know. It's like 100. percent There's well, a, but a huge but space. I I think I uh, wonder about, and maybe this is just like some old fashioned part of me that needs to shut up and I need to strangle and get this out of my system. This is completely. Joe Pimento talking. Do you want all restaurants to close? No, <laughs> COVID quite good. the opposite. <laughs> quite the opposite. What I'm saying is now that we've We've sort of moved to this creative, you know, it's all about the, the, the creativity of the chef. And the chef gets seized by a wild impulse and he's like, I'm doing a, a burger and beer thing in a backyard for three months. And it's like, are we going to lose a little bit of the, the Jiro Dreams of Sushi kind of excellence? Right. Single-minded pursuit. By doing the same thing for 20 years well, straight. Well, this is just having a better quality of life than our parents. Because nobody wants to be locked inside That's anymore. True. To yeah. like, and you if know you want to go to a chef who is insanely single-minded about quality and over the top, there's plenty of places like that. You're, go to Shibumi downtown. That guy's definitely, crazy. You're definitely gonna see more nomadic chefs. Yeah. I think I would believe you see more of that. Because yeah, like, fucking, I think like COVID revealed like you know the fucking precarity of the system in a way yeah. that was like very stark. And obviously that applies to everything, but the restaurant world. And if a chef's like, I don't want to be tied down, like just like an office worker, it's like yeah. I don't need to be in this yeah. fucking office. The chef's like, I can just. Cook and do my own thing. I don't I, need a restaurant. I hate my wife and kids. I hate I'm, my family. I'm going to leave Chicago for three months. Family. Sorry. COVID uh, showed us that we hate our families. Okay. So I think there's like uh, so much joy in ordering from 
because the menu. I love these pop-ups, by the way. I didn't mean to oh, disparage. Oh no, yeah, no, James, no one, nobody thought that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, everything at this restaurant is like four or five dollars. Bulgogi was like maybe fifteen, but the joy from being like I ordered like eight things mm-hmm. is immense. Yeah. Oh, I love Banchan it. fucking yeah. rules. Banchan is like a, a rain from the heavens of, of yeah. bounty. I just love ordering so many different things. I didn't think that you could do a, a banchan. I didn't really think that you could do like a Korean small plates thing because I thought it had to be centered around flaming meat of some kind. I well, thought I thought it had to support well, I something. I think it's like when you sit down. Da- uh, the thing I like about it is when you sit down with the anticipation of grilling your meat. It's already there. So you don't have to like look at the menu. Oh, this is good. What's this? And but like you just sit down and there's like 15 banchan on the table. It's there. You sit down, you fucking start yeah, eating. Yeah. So it's like an immediate like, you yeah. know, immediate gratification and you're like I might not know what some of this stuff is. This might be bean curd, this might be fish cake, but it's all fucking delicious. Yeah. yeah. And then I get that steamed egg. Real quick, the way we do uh we rate restaurants on this uh podcast is uh we say when are you going back? And then you can describe that if you want, but like, you know, we try not to talk about places at all if they're not worth going Got to it. at all. Yeah. I don't think I would even bring up a place I wouldn't go back to. Try not to. Tell us one. While a you're place here. I wouldn't go back to? You're, you're no, not no, no, a regular no. host of this, so yeah, tell us one place you're not going back to. I feel like I'm very good at eating at restaurants, <laughs> yeah. and because we're in like the reopening zone, and I've yeah. been so, like, you know, the last two months have been joyous, re- reclaiming all the, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the things that we love about restaurants and going yeah. out and dining. I haven't missed. I yeah. mean, I, I've been hitting my favorites. Yeah. I, I've Come been on. hitting... Or, the, or they're like obvious. I mean, look, I'm like, not getting shitty meals. It's like, I'm going to yeah. the restaurants I love. I'm going to shit that yeah. I know is good. Yeah. Obviously, there's shit where you're like, okay, like maybe this isn't... It could like, have been better. I'm try- I'm literally trying to yeah. think. I'll talk shit. But like, I have That's, been like... I've just been going to Found one? Oyster. I went to Bavelle. Like, I've been, I, you know... I've I, been, tell me one dish you regret eating. Even if you made it yourself, mm. I gotta hear one. I gotta in hear like about my it. life a or disappointing recently? meal recently. A disappointing meal recently. Come on, there's gotta be oh, one. Come on, God, you I'm, gotta tell me. I mean, when I'm at home, I cook simply because I know what I like. I know how to please myself. You, you, yeah, we talked about this. You do a lot of hashes. Yeah, like I'll do a veggie hash with eggs in the morning. I'll probably do like I eat a lot of sardines. <laughs> I'll do like a sardine salad during the day. You know, just to cook go something simply at night. Just to go back to your Biden thing. Yeah, it is like if you just. Want to? If you were brain dead, yeah, something would draw you to a turkey sandwich. Yeah, yeah. if you were like turkey yeah. sandwich is like the Joe Biden of sandwiches. One hundred percent. When my grandpa woke up from congestive heart failure surgery, whatever, oh God, whatever they did right. to him, when that's he woke right. up, he said uh, the first he said oh, a glass of water, a cup of black coffee, turkey sandwich, and a banana. And then he died. <laughs> he died four years later. He died a, a, a month ago. That's but right. uh, yeah, turkey sandwich, banana, black coffee, water. I'll, that was I'll, his sort of. I'll like tell you a place that reset. was very hyped because because you want me to talk shit. You're forcing me. A place that was super hyped for a long time that I didn't try initially it was Tacos 1986. I oh. didn't get, go when they were doing the pop up. I finally went to their downtown location. This was pre COVID. The first two tacos I had there, I was like really underwhelmed. I was like, "What's all the hype about? Like, there's so many better taco places yeah. than this." I went back subsequently multiple times because it was it wasn't a I won't go back situation. It was like I don't get the hype. I'll try it again. Mm. Yeah, I went back. And it was way better. So maybe that speaks to an inconsistency. And look, there's a lot of places that are inconsistent. I, I think a consistent place is like a mark of excellence that sets it apart. But like when say, I went back, it was like significantly better. Well, I'll say this too, and you don't see a lot of this, but like restaurants grow and learn their, learn their lesson. That's like true. You'll, you'll see them get a the bad restaurant's review. Restaurants a living thing, and then you know, they change they they change shit. And you're like, yeah. damn. Or okay. like Famo Chill 
on brand. Do you know Famochelle on I brand? I don't think so. No. Do you ever go on brand? Do you ever? Are Not you ever in Glendale really. in that area? I'm a brand guy. Oh, see, I'm 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 very much like a chain restaurants kind okay. of person. Okay. And so there was there is this there is this store that they were building for forever. I think it's a Russian place. You're Fam- on brand when you're Famochelle. on brand. Oh, that that is my brand. Boom. And uh, it, they they were just building it for so long, and it failed in its first month. It like completely crashed and burned. That, that was like that chocolate. So the the I think it was the um, just the umami burger guy tried to do a chocolate fried chicken restaurant that ooh, like crashed and burned. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, it's interesting when places crash and burn that way. Umami burger. That talk about a place that has slid. From, oh my god! From remember when great. we all loved Umami Burger? I what, what loved was that it. all about ten years ago. Yeah, like I loved it. Umami I Burger. It's like some whole oh, thing. Yeah. And it right. is I, really I fucking burger. back to the back to the issue at hand. When are you when, going back? When are you going back? Or James, when are you going? I want to eat banchan. Go get banchan. I'll bring go it, get it. Bring it to a park. It's the perfect summer meal. Yeah. What? Two weeks? Month? Uh, that sounds pretty good. Uh, I really like that bar over near where it is. So, oh, uh, fuck, the Douglas, right? Shout the out Douglas. to the Douglas. We good burger the... and good chicken sandwich. You can get a, <laughs> you can get a beer. That that Dodger Blondale is very underwhelming, but a shot of Amaro in it is like they one of a, my favorite yeah. beers. Beer I've had Amaro in a long shot time. combo, dude. On the menu. These kind of these two things kind of work against each other because banchan isn't like drunk food. It's like I would like. I, I, That's not true, though. Here's the thing: I would, barbecue can be a very drink drink heavy situation. I would like to be lucid. To enjoy nine. <laughs> you can be lucid, but nine, you can be having a little mockery or a little soju. You're, little. Not, you're not doing them together. I'm doing it to lay a base for the beers that I'll drink uh, as the sun goes down. Okay. This is like a this is like a place that I want to go to to eat up a little bit before I go drinking with some. People I'll probably go back to Perilla in two weeks. Perilla would be good. Like you hit the park with like some wine or some beer, mm-hmm. and then you have your bag of Perilla because you can't eat there. I, I'm assuming you could put that shit in a cooler, right? And it would be great. Then you pop it out <laughs> at the park, and it's like. Instant picnic. Yeah. You know, You're right. It. That's a park. Yeah, Perilla's a, park a good move. park park move. I'll go. Park. Two weeks? I'll go. Let's go. I go Let's back go. two weeks. Okay, we're on a we're on a steady two weeks with Perilla. Go. The problem is there's so many pop ups now that I'm like, do I go back to something I like or do I try something new? Because there's eight hundred things I've been telling well, myself I'll, I want to try. I'll tell you the benefits of a place like this is everything that we had was good and everything is different flavors and like concept and Banchan's like there's their menus like Fucking forty deep, oh, so like yeah. there is we can something. Try a whole new stuff. There is something. Bringing also, me shout back. out to this place. <clears throat> oh God, I can, now I can't remember the name. It's in Grand Central Market. It's Korean, and they do banchan. It's like shiku or something. I had it the okay. other day, and it was really fucking good. good. You can just spend remember. your whole life eating through Los yeah. Angeles. You'll never eat everything here. No. You'll never. Too eat many eat things. Town has something like like over seven hundred restaurants That's or, or more. So that means you could eat at a different restaurant every day for years. We've got to close some of these restaurants. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I am uh, debuting a new game. It's called Worth the Line. So I'm going to talk about... I'm going to give you a a food or a restaurant... Mm. That is known for having a long line. Okay. And then you tell me if it's worth it or not. Yeah. Let's start with just like a concept. All right. Good coffee. Expensive coffee. First thing in the morning. I'm I'm thinking specifically of a place like Maru. Yeah. But it could Phil's. be it, it could be any. I would good. never wait in the Maru line. Phil's. Never. Okay. So you're a no. Why, Carl? Maru's good. I like their coffee. I just want a cold brew and I want to get on with my day. I want to get like, the fuck on with like, my day. I'm not like, ooh, the, let me taste the notes of the Yerga Chefe. Like, I want a cold brew. 
I know places that get good cold brew. We have no shortage of that. We have no shortage of coffee shops in this town. Yep. So waiting in line, it seems more like a social activity. Like they're all doing it. They're starting their day. It's like a thing. But like, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. So let me ask you a question. I'm getting my cold brew and I'm going about my business. Because you like to savor and talk about the notes of food and wine, as I do. Sure. What is it about coffee? Well, first of all, cold brew is better because you get more of the flavor because it's less acidic. So cold brew, you actually get the notes better. But oh, then you that. feel the way that John Gacy, John Wayne Gacy feels before he buries a child in his basement. <laughs> Which is exactly when what I'm looking drink, for from my caffeine experience. When you drink cold brew, it is, as Karen Kilgariff oh, no. famously said, uh, uh, cold brew gives you the feeling of uh, being informed that someone very close to you has died. It's like See, I, it's, it is it is the it is the feeling of getting terrible news. Okay. That's that is that what is true. that's what cold I've, brew I've gives you. I've gotten those phone calls before. That sinking you feeling know, you in your stomach. Is? You know what it is? If I just talked to my mom yesterday or something, I'm like, all right, we're good for a week. Two days later, I get a call. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. She's <laughs> calling me? That's, that's what it is. All right, I need two cold brews in the morning, and that's just what I need. So cold brew actually makes me Wild. feel Wild. Yeah. I know. I started having panic attacks on cold brew, and I couldn't do it. I'm a big iced coffee person. It's okay. hard to find. Me too. It's hard to find someone who made good coffee. That coffee cooled down, right. and then they're they putting put it, on it ice in the for fridge, you. and now they're putting it. Yeah, on that's ice. a whole different search. That's I what I want. I don't need it to be very good, and I'll be flat out about my intentions, and I think a lot of our intentions. I want to feel high right. as hell. We're getting high I on want legal drugs to make me feel like a fucking psycho. That's why <laughs> yes, I. That's, that's why, why I, drink, I drink it in the first thing in the morning. That's what I'm doing. It's, it'd be like spending ten more dollars for cigarettes because they taste better. I want the buzz, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. I'm doing it to feel. I'm not going to stand in line for anyone's coffee, Danny. Um, right. Okay. Because what I have found that good coffee tastes like. Pencil. <laughs> Almost any time you go to an expensive yeah. coffee place and they're like, this is really good coffee. This is expensive coffee. <laughs> the note, I'm just getting I'm, pencil. I'm getting just, graphite shavings. I'm getting bored in first grade and I've begun chewing on a ty- Ticonderoga number two. That's what it always fucking oh tastes God. like. You just see someone in the back with one of those pencil sharpeners going... That pink eraser nub. Shavings are going the rubber. A... Yeah, but behind the school supplies, do you get like a cherry? Do you get like the, all of the thing with like the black licorice thing? Uh, like, I'll say real man. quick, I tried. At the time, this was the world's best coffee. This was the... Voted, oh, the ones from the poop? Where the, um, where, they, where the animal eats it and shits it out and then they make the coffee this, out of the this was This was something else. Okay. You know I, what I'm talking about, though. I do. The lemur shit. I do. Yeah, I do. This was something else. Apparently, it won the uh, uh, Geisha Geisha Award or whatever that year. And they're like, "This is the world's best coffee." And they're like, "They're gonna send me some." Okay. And I was like, "Get the fuck out!" And but the, so, but, but you're making it. I feel like I, the preparation is as important as the well. I brought beans it. I brought it to uh, oh, okay. my friend Antoine at Lupuyet, and he brewed it. He was like, "Whoa, holy shit!" He brewed it. Knew exactly what he was doing. We tried it. He loved it, and I was like, "This tastes like piss." <laughs> and he and he's like, "It's good." And he's like, "Okay, so why are we having a difference?" Right. And he said, "Well, this is like this is, this is what French people do." He was like, "Well, Americans love like chocolate coffee. Like we've yeah. been bred by like Starbucks exactly. and like getting yeah. coffee at like the dentist office. It's, it's like it's chocolate, yeah. Or it's like you know, chocolate. It's, it's approachable. It's, it's not like it's, acidic. Yeah. It's not off-putting. It's we want to put things that feel like you know, it feels like chemicals. Whereas yeah. like you know, uh, maybe like European coffee. You're like apparently the best coffee in the world." It tastes like fruity and like acidic, and it's like I want that in my fruit and acid. I don't want that yeah. in my coffee. Yeah, 
But I just couldn't get on board. I'm like, oh, my palate's dumb. I'm a dumb American. I like really acidic shit. Like, I'm, I'm not like yeah. tasting cherries when I drink coffee. It's not like I have some crazy advanced right. palate. Like, I like drinking straight espresso. I like bitter. I like sour yeah. wine and cider. So, like, give me, give me bitter. Like, I'll down espresso. I don't need, like, some, you know, I, I like cold brew because it's, it's easy to drink. But, like, I like bitter. It's true. Do you like scrumpy, Carl? Do you I like scrumpy? I love scrumpy. I fucking hate scrumpy. I love it. I like when admitting things are drugs, and I want to do those drugs. Yeah. Stand up is a similar thing. Stand up comedy, similar thing. I'm doing it to feel like God. Right. We're you not doing I mean? it to That's feel shitty. No. We're doing it because it makes us All right. Let's better. move on. I'm doing it to be the voice of like a vampire on a Disney Junior CGI show. <laughs> uh, See, that's why you're smarter I'm, than us. My wife is pregnant. That's I why need, you're more uh, successful. Than I need paychecks. <laughs> okay, Philly cheesesteak. Is it worth a line? Now, Carl, I think you have probably waited in some of these sure. in Philly. Tony Luke's, Gino's, mm-hmm. Pat's, Jim's. Fucking giant lines. I, I, God, this is like five years ago. I was opening for Tom Segura in Philly. We went to go get cheesesteaks. It's so stupid. I just left. I was like, this sucks. Where were you? I, I, le- I left Tom. Where were you? I can't remember. It might have been one of the trendy. It might have been well, well, here's the thing. I, I grew up in Philadelphia area. Right. I, I was always a gyms guy. Uh, not, not that Pats and Geno's are bad. I just like gyms. Yeah. But when you go to gyms on South Street, the waiting is part of it. It's not, it's not like, oh, I'm going to yeah. wait in line because this is so good. It's like, waiting is like funny and there's always like a scene and like you know the people behind the counter are very brusque and you have to have have your order ready and it's like funny and it's like you'll probably see some fucking funny shit and some maybe the guy will yell at some lady who doesn't ever order together because you have to have that order this is like one together this is like wanting to get cucked by the so i want to wait in gyms for a little bit because it's like a fun scene it's not like oh the steak is so good i'll wait in line for an hour it's like oh you go to gyms you wait in line it's funny and you you get your order and you do it because i got part i i think i have a little bit of a problem waiting for a sandwich Something that I'm just like, it should be immediate. And like people have said, like, oh, there's lines for Permani Brothers, first of all. There's not lines that, for Bay City. Not that in, great of a sandwich. Santa Monica. Yeah. That's probably the longest I've waited for like an actual sandwich, Bay City. Sometimes you, sometimes it's like over 45 minutes. I don't, oh my God. I don't want to do it for a, I, I definitely That's a don't, young man's game. I, oh, waiting? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not waiting for Bay Cities anymore, but I back in the day. I was. James, would you wait for a cheesesteak or do you think it's not like. Now, um, with a cheesesteak, now, I've never really had an authentic Philadelphia. I've never been in Philadelphia. I've never had this cheesesteak. Go to Booze in Silver Lake. Uh, yeah, I've heard that that's booze? good. Booze is very good. But, but booze is fucking empty and you can get yeah, one. Yeah, you don't have to wait a booze. It Go to is, booze. No way. Well, it's a, it's. <clears throat> It's. I guess it's a food that makes sense that there would be a line for it because it's one of those things that, uh, um, that, I'm just talking about purely what the it's dish. It's an icon. What the dish is. Not so, even. Not even the icon. I'm talking about the, the. Uh, it, you know, it's sort of an orgasm kind of thing, right? right? Cooking the steaks, the onions. You, if you wait for that, it feels really good to chomp into something big and greasy and yeah. stupid. Like oh, yeah. there's, it, it's a lead up to this moment of this bad yeah. for you thing. Yeah. I kind of get waiting in line for something very fatty and stupid. Right. When the payoff <laughs> is good. And <laughs> I, I, I did not grow up in the Philadelphia area. I feel very comfortable calling a Philly cheesesteak a stupid food. I feel like it is a stupid 100%. food. hundred percent. No, it's not. It's, it's, oh, it's one of the smartest foods you can get. It is it's not. elemental. It's meat, cheese, and bread. I mean, there's nothing stupid about uh, that. That's, that's the mm, basis of we get a, we get meat, a, cheese, and bread is the basis of There's life. a big range of meat, if, cheese, bread. If we, if we the FDA, we'd have to put cheese in quotes there because <laughs> it's, it's cheese. It's cheese. Hey, you can get provolone. You can get provolone. Yeah, that's oh, but yeah, then someone will fight you. No, provolone is actually provolone was on the cheesesteak before Wiz was ever invented. The original cheesesteak was with provolone. Provolone is also a limp dick cheese. I would so much rather eat okay. a, uh, a hot roast beef with a jus. I'd so much rather eat that than a Philly cheese. I would wait in line. Mm-hmm. For that's a, actually I'd wait in line for that. I'd wait in line for a French dip. 
for, for a French good French French. Fr- I mean, I would, if you go to Philippe's, you're gonna have to wait in. Not a huge line, not like around the block, but like you're going to wait in line. Is that number three, Danny, worth the line, Philippe's? No, it's not. Also, I'm not going to wait an hour in line for Cheese Whiz. That's my last thing I want to say. For Cheese Whiz? I would not wait an hour. You're not waiting an hour at gyms on South Street. Okay. All right. Okay. Here's here's, here's a tough one. No one should be waiting an hour for almost anything. Maybe the longest line of all, Texas Barbecue. Let's say Franklin's is, is, is one of them, but, you know, some of these other places that pop up and like, you know, the the Sticks. You I want to say that this transcends the line because when, like Howling Ray is in L.A., the line becomes like a social that's element the in longest, and of itself. That's the longest line I've ever been yeah. in for so, like, it, It's not like waiting in line anymore. You're like, Howling it's like Rays. part of this like ritual and like the line itself has like its own social life. So it's yeah. like you're waiting in line, but the line itself has become a thing. It's so the friends you so made along so the way. So you're like doing the thing. You know, it's yeah. not just waiting in line when it be like Franklin Barbecue. People are waiting for five hours. People have chairs. People are selling things in the line. Yeah. People are paying other people to wait. It's for more them. of a it's thing. It's become its own ecosystem. It's more of a thing than any other line. Right. Yeah. So I'm saying like Franklin is its own thing. And if you're doing it, you're doing Franklin. But it's like transcended just a normal waiting in line. And it's not I, just Franklin's. There's uh, Franklin's is in where's no, Austin. It's in Austin. Okay, I've never had that. I can say though that uh, uh, Texas barbecue in general is not my favorite barbecue. Okay. I'm more of a pigs guy. I love the and beef. I well I love beef, the beef sausage. I feel like there is just not, and I might get crucified for this, but I do not feel like beef is complex enough to stand in line Oof. for. It, when brisket, brisket's the hardest thing to do, and do when it's know, done right, it's the best. Okay. Do you know how many different cuts of meat there are on a cow? I, no, no. I have had a... So I, many tattoos. I have had... <laughs> yeah. Showing you. You should have a tattoo, Danny. I should have a tattoo. Danny, Damn it. I have had a dry-aged for, I don't know, 30 years or whatever, <laughs> steak in a Gordon Ramsay steakhouse in London. That was one of the most complex things I've ever right, had. Exactly. It tasted like peanuts on the outside. I love dry aged beef. And on the inside it was it was like it was incredible. I've had beef dishes that were complex, but when we are getting down to like these preparations, Philly cheesesteak, even barbecue, even barbecue, beef has that don't impress me but, much. Okay, so yeah, you're a like cut of beef. Does, but that por- don't impress me. <laughs> no, you're disqualified. Much. Pork hey. is different. I think it might just be a Tennessee thing, but uh, I am more excited by all the different things that a pig can do okay. than I am by all the different things that. Well, pig there's okay. ju- well. I, mean, I love the beef sausage in Texas, and I think good brisket done right is the be- the best. Barbecue. I've had good, so many good boring brisket. briskets in my life. I know I that's know the thing. It's it easy is. to fuck up and it's really hard to do right. But when you get the really good shit, half of my family is in Texas, and I've just I've been to so much Texas barbecue. And one, one thing okay. you can suss out with people is when they go, "Doesn't it all taste the same?" And it's like, "No, you're absolutely an idiot. not." Uh, no, <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's 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 they haven't had really good. I yeah. also say this. Here's why I'm voting yes on this. Because, and this is some, this is a theme with our podcast, meat is sacred. You should have to know a guy. Yeah. We can get it too easily. Yeah, exactly. So the idea yeah. that you're waiting in line for whatever it is, you know, like right. when you roast. It does make you appreciate it. 100%. When you roast a whole pig, that shit is horrific yeah. watching that happen. Yeah. You're waiting for the skin to crack yeah. so I went you to, can eat it. They're what? taking a blowtorch and burning the hair 100%. off. 100%. That thing died. <laughs> and so I feel, I feel like the more of a spectacle yeah. that it becomes, the more you are paying sort of like, I don't know. The connection uh, to ritual, reverence to yeah. it, and yeah. like you know, it's not it's not just going through the drive-through. Respect that cow, a hundred percent. And so I feel like things like that, it, it does make uh, it more ritualistic. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I you know. appreciate that aspect of it. Our, so I, I I like that. Our, that said, okay, I, I I'm not waiting five hours. That said, uh, when I lived in Austin, uh, I Daniel Webb 
comic, very funny. Worked the uh, he worked behind the oh, counter. Yeah, I skipped a line. He gave me like two hundred dollars worth of free brisket. I was like, what? Wow. Not just brisket. I mean, everything was like free. He shouldn't have done that. Last time I went there was during COVID. I was driving cross country, and their whole system was just order online. As long as it's an order over a hundred dollars, I was right. like, I'll find two other people right. to eat this shit. I'll show up when it's pulled, ready. Pulled up, got it. I was like, wow. why don't you use this business model? The yeah. silver lining of COVID. Silver lining of COVID. Yeah, is that for shit. sure. No more lines. Streamlining point of sale systems mm-hmm. and stuff like that. All right, yeah, two more real quick. Good. James, I don't think you've ever been here. Cafe Dumont in New Orleans. Have you been there? Of course, many times. Okay. This is the kind of shit, and I'm going to talk straight away. I will wait in line for this kind of shit. Yeah. Okay. okay. You, you have to do it at least once if you're in New Orleans. But this is also a line that has hacks. Hacks. It's not just like it's not just one full line. There's so the line also. First of all, the line moves fast. If you do want to wait in line, you can also. There's the trick of sitting at a table and someone will come over and wait on you. And then there's like also the line splits. So you're waiting in line. There's like two different ways to pay. At least last time I was there, there's like these people take cash and then these people take. It's a little disorganized in there. It's a little disorganized. That's part of the charm. But seeing the line is a little daunting. Now, technically, this is kind of waiting in line for coffee because you are getting yeah. coffee at this place. But those fucking beignets, the beignets. it's a New Orleans cultural experience. And it's yeah. like, if you care about that shit, like do it once. And, and if it's if you're over it, then like don't do it again. No, like, I fucking love it. That's the kind of thing that I will. And uh, the, I would guess that the L.A. equivalent of this, although it's not really a tourist thing. I don't think that tourists know about Porto's. But Porto's is a yeah. place here in L.A. The Porto's line is like a, a special place. I'm immediately getting in that line, and it's always, it's every time it has been worth it. Oh. It is the most yes. consistently yes. perfect. It's cheap, but also like everything is very high I'll quality. never not wait in a Porto's line. Unless it's like in obscene, but like you go and you're like, okay, the line's kind of long. You get in that line. And, and we're always glad you did. Okay, good. The way that a Porto's box turns adults into kids. Oh my. If you've you ever worked. The Porto's box, ultimate L.A. party People, flex. like, adults flip the fuck out when it, like, they don't care what's in, what's it? in you don't there. Know, you don't even know. It could be savory croquettes. could be that guava and cheese shit. Don't they do, like, a really good cabano? The, oh, the media noche sandwich there is incredible. I haven't been. I'm ashamed. I need oh, to go. Oh, okay. Oh, it's my... Oh, we'll do it. It is my... Trip. We'll my do it. it is, like, my favorite... That that Cuban bread is probably my favorite. Sleeper bread. hit okay. at Porto's is the chicken croquette. Oh, I love it. I get it. We all we all love the little beef balls and the potato guys, but the chicken. Don't sleep on that chicken. I'm I, my breakfast for like a solid year was two chicken croquettes and an iced coffee. What? I Damn. worked I worked in Glendale at a, like a financial Damn. company, and I would just go. That in sounds there. like heaven. Oh yeah, this sounds great. Yeah, I love it. See, these are places. The line's good. I think the line yeah, at, the line at ca- Cafe Du Monde is And they are good. so efficient at Porto's. Like, Porto's is not oh, yeah, like... That line moves quick. That line is fucking moving. Some people like are people... eating whole cakes. Some people are getting boxes of shit, but they're just like... It's like getting it on a Disneyland ride. Yeah. There's so many beautiful things to oh, look at. Let me the... ask you this. Yeah, Do you most lines just move quick? It's because you hear it so much, and I'm like, Cafe Du Monde for sure. You're telling me Porto's. Yeah. Um, you know. Quick moving lines. Do they most... It depends on where you are. I don't know. But, I mean, that's good to hear because I drive past it a lot. Because I go to I go to uh, Pinocchio or whatever because they have a deli. You get really good flour there for cheap, and so I drive past it a lot. And I'm like, nah, not today. But I get, should it, stop. get on that line one day. Porto's Burbank, you mean? Yep. Yeah, Porto's get Burbank. The, get in the line once. It's uh, it's it's worth it. You'll be happy it's you worth did. It. Also, everything is like five dollars. <clears throat> it's it's amazing. You can put together a real nice box for not Man, that much. Man, I love Just it. Go there for lunch. All right, hey, one more, one more uh, diner. Diner, any diner. Do diners have lines? Well, sometimes diners. You, sometimes when a Waffle House is really bumping at like oh, one in the morning. Not only that. Okay, post bar scene. I so, see. so you mentioned Millie's the other night. Yes. I in, I will never Pits- wait for Millie's in Pittsburgh. I love Millie's. ours is uh, Pamela's, and it's but you know we're talking about 
Flapjacks. It We're talking about Millie's Flapjacks. It's not that good. It's okay. not that good, but it's absolutely perfect. That is my <laughs> Okay. That is, All right. That's but, fair. But, that's th- fair. but this is my point. Is it worth waiting in line for something that's pretty much the same across the board? I think it's like I was saying before, it's become like this social ritual where people like almost yeah. kind of want to, and it's like a scene and you're and you're checking people out. But like I would never wait in line at Millie's. I I, that, I just not gonna wait in line for pancakes. I don't think Millie's is very good. I've never had okay. to wait in line at Millie's. Millie's is, is Ooh, another place. Flex. Millie's is a is, Mr. Johnson right this way. <laughs> your table is ready. Now you have to admit that Millie's has great service. I think it has great oh, service. They're like clockwork. They, they are sit like... you down, they hound you with your food. Yep. If you got an egg based dish, it comes to you somehow in fifteen seconds. Well, I don't know they're what they're doing. Rate. They crank and then they're done at like two thirty. Well, yeah, they do like two weeks of business on a yeah, Saturday exactly. morning and then shut down. And then they shut down. Some places operate like this too, where there's like cook five omelets and there there's no tickets. And you're right. like, yeah, we're gonna need them. You yeah, know what I mean? We're just do, do them, or like you know, poached eggs. Yeah, poached eggs. You can keep. I, I will give you, you that on keep. Millie's. Oh, Millie's. Millie's is kind of all about poached eggs. It's yeah. it's like a good. Well, that's cheap the easiest thing. Place. That's the easiest thing in the world to cook ahead of time. Put it in a nice bath. Yeah. Serve it, you know, lukewarm or whatever. And it's fine. They you have can have whole, them ready for they, fucking. Like half know. of their menu is uh, uh, Benedicts. Just is it really? Themed oh, Benedicts. so th- I mean, this place then is a well-oiled machine. Yeah, then, it is. Because yeah. they're just. Here's the problem with those Benedicts. They're not that good. Ooh, yeah, they're not that good. But it's like it's perfect. I, okay, I see okay. what you're saying. That's exactly what, what I want. I see what you're saying. I would. Oh, is this the type? Of, and I've seen it because I've worked in places that have done this. Right. Not proud of it. Fucking like, you know, packet of hollandaise, like powder shit. No, right? it's it's, a, it's a fresh not. hollandaise. Yeah, it's, a fresh it's hollandaise. not packet. Right. I want a bloody mary in the morning. Maybe I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. No, I do. Can you get alcohol at this place? I don't think they do alcohol. No. If they're not having alcohol, what are you wait, waiting wait, for? Wait, do they not have alcohol at brunch? I feel like I, maybe I have. You know what? I haven't been to Millie's in many years, so a maybe I need to give Millie's another look. I'm, that was kind of my main like brunch kind of situation. Was even if there's not a line, friends like want to get a house of pies. I'm like, for what? You know, I'll oh, go. I'll I, go home am, and make eggs. I am out on house of pies. I have to be yeah. drunk, and it has to be late at night to go to house. Or of pies. I've got to be re- feeling so really boring. romantic about a slice of pie and a coffee. If I'm feeling right. that, I'll go, you know what be good right now? Yeah, a good old slice of pie, that's Twin Peaks style. Right, yeah, 100%. That's a Joe Biden joint right there. Yeah, yeah. Slice, slice of pie, pie. just, hey, Diane, I just got, a, just got in a it's, Twin it's Peaks. It's a man behind the counter, clearly not Diane. <laughs> Diane, I, Diane, I just got in a Twin Peaks and I'm investigating how this girl, you found, I found a girl, a bunch of weird shit, a bunch of town full of weirdos. I'm going to be ta- <laughs> talking to a bunch of different people. I'm probably... I think I might buy a place out of here. <laughs> kind of a perfect place to be. He he's guys, just in Scranton. He yeah. said he said he's uh, uh, gave her a place called the Black Lodge, and he, a little weirdos there. He dances. Everything's backwards. I'll call. I'll call send you another tape. When well, I get another tape, all right. Figure figure out what's happening in this weird town. James, you know what you nail what? is the the distant. Nothing's going on upstairs. Yeah. Distance. Yeah. The st- stare. It's the the, the stare. listeners can't see the dead eyes, yeah. but he's got dead, the dead eyes dead down. Eyes. I don't really do Biden when he has a when he has a job to do. I usually do right. Biden when he's done giving a giant right. speech and the the steroids yeah. are starting. Right. To exactly. Rush. The drugs <laughs> that they've cranked him up with he's, are slowly leaving peed, his system. He's peed, he's peed out a full like metric ton of B twelve into right. a, a, just a green piss bowl. <laughs> 
All right, let's wrap it up. Hey, Carl, do uh, you got anything you want to plug uh, or social media stuff? I have a comedy food podcast where we talk about pretty much yeah. the same shit. We get into arguments about Gardettos all the time. Yeah. I host it with the chef. Um, it's called Yelling About Pate. You can find that on iTunes or wherever. Good you listen. Can... You bring like food writers. Yeah, on you've been on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have you on yeah, it. Yeah, have me on as well. Uh, I'm it's a uh, at Yap Pod on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and I'm at Carl Hess on Twitter and Instagram. That's K-A-R-L-H-E-S-S. I'm posting about food. I'm posting p- food yes, pictures. You, you know, I, good Instagram follow. Yeah, get the content good, out there. Good acronym for a pod. Mm. Yep. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It worked it's out. Perfect. Yeah. It worked out. Um, James. Well, we have a pretty good acronym for our. You know, we're dumb macaroni zones. So oh, it's Mac. The DMZ. You know, the, oh, the demilitarized. Oh, zone. I didn't even realize that. I like. No, it. no, no. It was, well, I only say it. Enter the DMZ. It's a the, but I I like to say dumb macaroni zone. Yeah, um, that's true. I am at Shrimp Jadge on uh, Twitter and Instagram. That's Shrimp Jadge, my favorite protein. And uh, <laughs> you can uh, listen to me on uh, all kinds of things uh, uh, this year. Is, uh, is I'm that, mostly Donald Trump on lots of different things. Is that what happened when you tried to, when you made your social media handles? You were just like, I like shrimp. I like shrimp. And I love that. I, I, I don't know. I want you to come on my good. podcast and just talk about shrimp. I will come I on and talk about shrimp. shrimp. I grew up eating lots and lots of shrimp. And, oh, yeah. Didn't uh, think about it too hard. So, to Sunday shrimp. after church... Red Lobster was my grandpa's favorite mm. uh, chain restaurant, mm. and uh, that was that was when I understood like, oh, there's different ways to prepare the same meat. <laughs> I like I hadn't seen it, but they always they're have all these shrimp, but they're all different. <laughs> they're all different. Yeah, yeah. You were like, yeah, steak is grilled, chicken is boiled. My shrimp is tur- shrimp. Turkey comes whole. <laughs> I mean, what else? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the meats come one way. My yeah. papa would get a plate with like four different shrimp preparations. Papa knew like, what the insane. fuck's going on. You had a very <laughs> clip art understanding of food back then. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, my name is Danny Palumbo. You can uh, catch me on Instagram at Palumbros, P-A-L-U-M-B-R-O-S. That's where I post about uh, food, comedy, all that stuff. So it's a good start. Uh, hey, that was so much fun. Thank you guys for doing it. James, I guess just thank you for being the co-host. And Carl, thank you for thank doing this. Thank you guys. This. Very fun. I'll yell about Gardettos at any time. Awesome. Uh, that was the Macaroni Zone. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone.